Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And you know what? I have got absolutely no idea what time it is. Well, okay. I mean, that's not entirely true. I do know what time it is where I am, but I really don't know what time it is where you are in relation to where I am. I tell you, I tell you, I now look back so wistfully on a time and place where I could say to friends and colleagues, speak to you at two o'clock and know when I would speak to them. (laughs) As the great Joni Mitchell sang, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Now, you know, I know I have spoken to you before about the utter drama of working out meeting times when you work with people in New York, three hours ahead, Denver, one hour ahead, Chicago, two hours ahead, and LA, same time as we are here in Arizona, not including lots of people in England who are eight hours ahead. That's hard enough to work out. And then... What happens this week? The clocks change in the United States, a week after the clocks changed in the UK. So you're now currently seven hours ahead of me here in Arizona if you're in the UK as opposed to eight. So the clocks changed here in the US this week, but not across the country. Oh no, that would be so simple. (sighs) So they did change in New York, LA, Denver, Chicago. In fact, Every other city had their clocks changed, apart from the ones here in Arizona. Arizona is the only state, I believe, I don't think Utah do it as well, I think it is just here in Arizona, that do not change their clocks. So we never have to change our watch, the clocks on our microwave, those alarm clocks by our beds. Nope, they do not change. But our time, in relation to everyone else, does change. (laughs) So now, as I said, seven hours behind the UK, but now only two hours behind New York, one hour behind Chicago, the same time as Denver, and one hour ahead of LA. One hour ahead. So imagine the fun of a meeting you scheduled a month ago before the changes came out. What time is it now? Who even knows what time that meeting is? Or a weekly meeting that you've gone to for months set up by people in New York for 4pm. So that used to be 1pm for you, been 1pm for months. Now it's suddenly (laughs) 2pm. Time chat with Sam Walker. I'm sorry this is so tedious. I am genuinely sorry, but I genuinely never factored in the not inconsiderable time of my day that I need to take to work out when on earth I'm speaking to people. This does not come naturally to me. Americans listening, you might think, what's the problem? It's just Pacific time, Central time, Eastern time. I'm not used to this. I'm still just about working out. I have to write the dates the wrong way around. 5-11 is not the 5th of November. It's the 11th of May. Anyway... I need to have a lie down. My bedtime's usually 11 o'clock. What time is it now? Who knows? (laughs) We had a bit of a tromp out into the Sonoran Desert this week. En famille! To head out and dunk our toes into the Agua Fria River. Remember, I mentioned heading out into Badger Spring Trails once before. Last year, I think it was. And seeing this fairly large, meandering river cutting its way through the desert. It was icy cold then, hence the name, Agua Fria. And I was really looking forward to the dogs splashing about. We tromped about 30 minutes through the desert. Not far to go now, I was saying. Children excited. Dogs excited. Yeah, it's not there. (laughs) 
that's totally dried up. Looks like I made the entire thing up. And despite this year's monsoons, not a drop of water to be seen. Quite surprised it's late in the year, but totally bone dry still. Cute, very disappointed dogs. Well, and children. Although the dogs did manage to find a patch of mud to run into immediately sunk up to the top of their legs. One of those, you know, and they put their feet on, whoop, right up to their chests. Oh, good. That wasn't a messy ride home. We had a rare night out as well, just Dave and I, as a belated wedding anniversary this week at a restaurant which overlooks the whole of Phoenix. Oh, it's so pretty. It's in a resort called Tapatio Cliffs, a place where Michael Jackson, Ronald Reagan and Frank Sinatra once stayed. I don't think they were there at the same time, although what a long weekend that would have made. Tapatio Cliffs sounds to me very seasidey, but it is in fact just a high mountain at the northern end of the city. And despite being November, we sat outside, zing, without a coat, zing, and ate our dinner to the sound of a pack, oh sorry, we know this correctly now, don't we, a band of coyotes yip, yip, yipping on the mountain below us. Bit disconcerting at times, <laughs> but it was an experience. Tapatio is also the name of one of the most popular hot sauces around in this part of the US. Apparently, every discerning Mexican has it in their kitchen, this hot sauce, although frankly, I cannot vouch for an entire country's culinary choices. But Tapatio is also apparently slang for an attractive man who is also someone's uncle. I know, quite specific slang, but there's a sort of attractive looking older gentleman on the label of the hot sauce. So I'm guessing this is true. From now on, I shall think of those cliffs as the sexy uncle cliffs. (laughs) We had a lovely bite to eat, though, topped off by an amazing pecan, maple, praline plate of deliciousness, which we polished off in approximately three seconds. How was your dessert, said the waiter, clearing the table. We looked down at our plates, virtually licked clean. We didn't like it, we said. (laughs) Oh, us Brits and our quirky sarcasm. The waiter's face fell. Was there a problem, he said. You see, there's nothing quite like a joke falling completely flat to put a bit of a downer on an evening, but explain we did and it reminded me we have come across this problem quite often since moving here. Many Americans do not have a sarcasm filter. I remember on about week one of being here and being at the checkout of a supermarket when I remembered (gasps) I'd forgotten tortilla chips. Quick, I said to the teenager, run back and get me a bag. She returned brandishing a bag of chips larger than the average dustbin liner. That's a trash bag to my American friends. Oh no, I exclaimed. I told you to get the big one. (laughs) The member of staff on the till looked earnestly at me and said, I'm sorry, ma'am, that's the largest size we do. (laughs) Even better... Recounting this story to an American friend of mine a few days later, she looked at me completely blankly and said, what? I don't get it. (laughs) Now, clearly a lot of Americans do have a sarcasm filter, but time and time again, we meet people who just don't understand it. Recently, a friend of mine, British, was devouring a massive piece of cheesecake with relish and the waitress asked, how's that cheesecake? Awful, he said through mouthfuls of cream. Oh, do you want me to fetch you a different dessert, she said, clearly aiming to please. 
Last week at Halloween, a friend's father looked at our youngest and said, Oh, I love her makeup. Good job. She's not wearing any makeup. I deadpanned. Again, awkward, blank faces. I can't think of a single British person who doesn't have that dark sarcasm somewhere in their conversation repertoire. Here, though, it's often rare. And I regularly see in my mind's eye that proverbial tumbleweed rolling by when my so-called jokes are met with a shrug. Which is actually quite apt, really, seeing as where we now live. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 